there's an incredible schos to Mir Hashem be able to at least continue to learn together virtually. So we are continuing today's daf, Ksuvis, daf dalid amud aleph. And actually we're starting, well today's daf is daf dalid, we are starting Mir Hashem on gimel amud beis. So 3b, so let's pick up Rabosai from four lines up from the bottom. Bibai seima. So the Gemara is commenting on the Braisa, and the Gemara says as follows, Bibai seima, mein machmas haones, what does it mean when the Bryce has said before that if there's an extenuating circumstance, an ones, then one could potentially even p- uh, push a wedding up even a bit earlier. What's the case of ones? Listen to this interesting case. Let's see how the following situation. Chassan and Kala Ruven and Rachel are ready to get married. And everything is prepared. Quite literally, the bread was baked. The meat was slaughtered. The wine was already mixed and diluted. And unfortunately, the father of the Chassan or the mother of the Kala passes away. What's the halacha? And we'll explain the reason. For, let's talk about first what the halacha is. Then we'll explain the reason for it. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, I'm sorry. So the Gemara says, the halacha is... The halacha is machnisin es hames lecheder ve es hachosen ve es hakala lechopa. So we do something amazing. Whereas normally we are so makbed, we are so careful with kavod hames. In a situation like this, what we do is halacha lamaisa. We go ahead and we place the mace. We put the corpse into a room and we take the chosen and kala to the chop. In other words, we allow the chosen and kala to get married and we delay the mitzvah. We allow the chosen and kala to be together on the wedding night. So they do the bias mitzvah, the initial act of, of physically consummating their marriage, and ultimately then they have to separate. Now Rashi adds in a very important concept over here, so again, the order of things is like this. So listen to this case. Ruben and Rachel are about to be married. Mamish, all the preparations are made. The day of the chasana. What happens? Father of the chasen, mother of the kala passes away. Da'aloch is literally we, 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 we move the mace to the side. Quite literally, we put the mace in a room. Take the chasen and kala to the chuppah. Let them get married. Be a rishona. The first act of relations is permitted. And then ultimately they must separate with, from each other. Again, let's, we'll come back to Rashi in just a moment. The noeg shimas yimeha They go out and they have sheva brachas. And afterwards, then they have the seven days of Shiva. The and all of those days. Now, all of those days we're going to see refers to the seven days of Sheva Brachas, as well as the seven days of Avelus. He sleeps with the men, she sleeps with the women, i.e. they do not sleep in the same room together. So there's a lot of stuff going on over here. So first of all, take a look at Rashi, back to Rashi, Porish. Rashi says, Something amazing happens. So once again, the order is, take the chasen and kala to the chuppah, put the mace in a room, right after the chuppah, then we do the levaya. Then we do the levaya, we bury the dead. Now, what's interesting about this is as follows. Because once there was chuppah, then already the concept of, of sheva brachas. And Shevar Brachas are going to see the seven days of celebration for Rechaz and Kala after they get married. Those seven days have the status of a Yom Tif. We'll see where that comes from. But once the Yom Tif status devolves upon the Chassan and Kala, the fact that you bury the dead can't trigger Avelos until after Shevar Brachas is over. So you're going to have 14 days. First seven days of Shevar Brachas, next seven days ultimately of Avelos. Now, now you understand, we can't bury 
the mother of the chasen, or sorry, the mother of the kala, the father of the chasen before the chasana. Because if you bury, if you bury the deceased parent before the chupa, then ultimately again that'll trigger avelos mourning for the chasen and the kala, which would then preclude the chupa from occurring. So what we do is we do the chupa first. Once you do the chupa, they're in shevabrachas. Shevabrachas has the status of like a yamtiv. Then we bury the dead, and because they're in the middle of shevabrachas. Avelos cannot start until Sheva Brachas is over. So go ahead, finish up Sheva Brachas, then seven days of Avelos. Next halacha, during those 14 days, Rashi points out over here, both the seven days of Sheva Brachas, as well as the seven days of Avelos, Chasen and Kala, it appears, cannot be alone with each other. So Chasen has to sleep with the men. Sleeping with the men, sleeping with the women, it, is, it, it doesn't have to be literal. What it just means is they're not allowed to be alone with each other. The, the Gemara goes on. And we do not go ahead, even during Avelos, even during Avelos, we do not go ahead and withhold cosmetics or jewelry from the Kala. We'll get into this halacha as well, that there's a concept that we want to make sure that the Kala, that the bride looks beautiful for her husband. And therefore, even though during Avelos, there are certain types of cosmetics or jewelry that a woman is not going to wear or going to apply. But halacha, when it comes to a Kala, we allow her to go ahead and put on her cosmetics and wear her jewelry even during these, even during the 30 days of mourning. Again, we'll see the halacha independently. So both say, let's analyze. The dafka, now here's what's interesting. The Bryce set this up as a case of what? The father of the chasan or the mother of the kala. And now the Gemara says, the dafka, aviv shal chasan or shal kala. The leka inish de this is specific. It's Tafka, the father of the chasen or the mother of the kala. Why? Because these are the two individuals who really are the most involved from the respective side. The father of the chasen is the one who is helping with the wedding preparations, both materially and monetarily. The mother of the kala is the one who's taking care of the kala to make sure that she is prepared with her cosmetics, with her jewelry, with her clothing. So these are people who are indispensable parts of the wedding party. So halacha again, that if they, because they're no longer around, we have to do the chasana now. If we don't do the chasana now, there is a concern that either the chasana or the kala will not have the requisite means to be able to do the wedding at a later date. However, again, the Gemara says, however, aval ipcha lo. But I will say if the, if the reverse, let's say for example it was the mother of the chasana or the father of the kala. In that case, what we would actually do is we would tell the chasana and kala, delay. Delay the wedding, right? Bury the dead, sit Shiva, and then sometime after Shiva, sometime after Avelos, you'll go out and you'll get married. Why? Because there are people around who could help take care of the wedding needs even at a later date, later date. But now that we're talking about the father of the chas and the mother of the kala, these are the people who really take care of the wedding needs. Again, if we delay the wedding now, Who's to say Chasen and Kala will be able to go ahead and pull this off at a later date? Therefore, for these pivotal individuals, put the mace in a room, allow the chuppah to occur, be a rishona, they can't be alone with each other, bury the dead, seven days of Sheva Brachas, seven days of Shiva. So the Gemara So now the Gemara goes in a little bit deeper. So what, what are we concerned about over here? The issue is really a financial one. They were concerned that since so much money and time and resources have gone into this wedding, that there's going to be a huge loss. And if the chasen and kala suffer this loss, who's to say they're going to be able to marshal up the resources to get married at a later date? So now the Gemara gives an interesting qualification of this. 
When is it true that we're about a significant loss? Where they already began to soak the meat. See, if you already put water on top of the meat, meaning you began the cooking process, so then you can't sell anything off, right? Because since you began the cooking process, either you use it now or lose it. But if you have not yet put the water on top of the meat, ultimately, again, it can be sold. It can be sold. And you could recapture the loss. Remember, in any case where you could recapture the loss, then there'd be an obligation, or potential loss, there'd be an obligation to push off the wedding. Let me just clarify this piece once more. What's unfolding over here is that if we do not allow this chassan and kala to get married now, the concern is they're not going to have the financial means, nor will they have the necessary people to help arrange a wedding celebration in the future. So therefore, again, if it's the father of the chassan, the mother of the kala, let the chuppah go on, bury the dead afterwards. But if there's any other kind of circumstances, it's not the father of the chassan, mother of the chassan, other people who died, or for that matter, there's a way to salvage the, the food. You could sell off the food. So you could go ahead and bank the money and use it for later. Under those circumstances, you would bury the dead first, sit shiva, shloshim, whatever amount of mourning, and then get married at a later date. So the Gemara says, The truth is, if you live in a big city, a lot of people, in that case, even if you already placed the water on the meat, you could still sell it. You could still sell it because Lamaisa, again, there's a market. There's a lot of people there. So there's no concern. There's always going to be a purchaser. So sell it off and do the wedding at a later date. Conversely, in a village, even if you did not put the water on top of the meat, you'd still be permitted to go forward with the wedding. Why? Because in a village, there's fewer people. Also, people don't necessarily have the same degree of means. And so even if the water wasn't put on the meat, who's to say I'm going to find a buyer for meat in general? The Elodrafchista Hechi Mishkach Aslo. I say asks the Gimara. So asks the Gimara. Salochalamaisa, where do you find the case of Chista? So Chista said, Chista wants to make the distinction between if you put the water on the meat or didn't put the water on the meat. If you put the water on the meat, it's gonna represent a loss if you don't get married now. So go and do the chasuno. But if you didn't get if you didn't put the water on the meat, ultimately it could be sold off. But again, it seems to be not as much an issue of water on the meat, not water on the meat, as much as a question of where do you live? Do you live in a village? Do you live in a big city? So the Gemara says, so where does Rav Chista's, where does Rav Chista's criteria of water, not water, where does it come into play? A place like Masa Mechasya. What's unique about Masa Mechasya? Because Masa Mechasya is kind of in between. It's not a big city, but it's also not a village. So in a place like Masa Mechasya, the determinant is, did you already put the water on the meat? So if you already put the water on the meat, chances are you're not going to find a, a buyer so quickly. It's going to be a loss. Go forward with the chasana. If you didn't put the water on the meat, then ultimately, again, you can potentially find the buyer in order to go ahead and save the loss. Beautiful. Tanya, that supports Rav Chista. If you already baked the bread for the chasana, you already slaughtered the meat, and your wine was already diluted. Ah, here the Braise says, and you already put the water on top of the meat. And then, the father of the chasana or the mother of the kala passes away. So remember again, now you have all of the necessary ingredients, so to speak. The food is ready. The water is already on the meat. So again, if you don't, if chasana kala doesn't get married, the food is a loss. 
The food is a loss. Not only that, who died? The father of the chassan or the mother of the katla. People who are absolutely necessary in order to make a wedding happen. And if we don't do the wedding now, who's to say there's going to be someone to help the chassan and katla get married at a later date? So what's the halacha? We take the corpse, we take the dead person, we put them in a room. Putting them in a room means kind of we, we put them on the side. You go and take the chassan and kala to the chuppah. Uboel bi'ilas mitzvah. And ultimately, again, they have the first act of relations. Uporesh, then they must separate. V'noeg shivas yimei hamishta, v'achakach noeg shivas yimei avelos. And ultimately, they observe seven days of shavabrachah, seven days of rejoicing, and then afterwards, seven days of avelos. V'chol osan ayamim, and all of those days, meaning, again, all of those days refers to 14 days. Seven days of shavabrachahs, Seven days of Avelos. What's the halacha? He sleeps with the men, she sleeps with the women. I.e., no yichud. They're not alone with each other. And I will say, the Gemara says, by the way, by, before we actually get to this, I will say, I'll, I'll mention something amazing. You know, it's fascinating if you think about a chasana like this. Think about a chasana like this, where here you have a tragic situation of the father of the chasana, mother of the kala. And yet, Aloha says, get married, get married. And I will say, you know, if you think about it, there's an incredible Moser Haskell in this, that sometimes in life, when things need to get done, they just need to get done. In other words, we all know there are always reasons why you can't accomplish something, and always reasons why you can't do something. And by the way, sometimes there are even legitimate reasons. I don't mean situations where you make up excuses. I mean, sometimes like there are legitimate reasons why I can't get things done. But Aloha Lemaisa, and hashkafa lemaisa, when something is important and needs to happen, as they say, you need to make it rain. You need to make it happen. You need to somehow get it together and move yourself forward. And that's what's happening over here. Nebuch, dischasen and kala, they suffered a loss. Uh, I, mean, I mean like, like a relationship loss, something significant. But lemaisa, now again, there's a marriage that has to take place. Because if it doesn't take place now, who knows what's gonna happen in the future. So the halacha says, get it together and do what you have to do. And what an incredible lesson in life. Get it together and do what you have to do. When I know that something in life has to get done, even if there are legitimate reasons why I can't do it, it's too busy, it's inconvenient, if I know that it's something that has to get done, get it done. Incredible. So the Gemara goes on, We'll say another interesting case. Now, what it sounds like you're saying over here is as follows. Just like the chasen and kala who suffered the loss before the chasana, so we're going to delay burying the dead, go to the chuppah, be a rishona, then they separate. He sleeps with the men, she sleeps with the women. Over the course of four, four, 14 days, 14 days, seven days of shabbat seven days of avelos. The Gemara says the same halacha applies if a couple gets married and the wife becomes a nida. Now I will say, we're going to have to see exactly what what this means. So Rashi says over here, We're talking about a case where she became a nida at the chuppah, or not literally at the chuppah, before the chuppah, meaning 
that they've never had a chance yet to consummate their relationship. So watch this. What's Talach? He ishtoni, right? Hu yashem ben ha'anoshim v'hi yashena ben ha'anoshim. So we'll say we're going to talk about this fascinating halacha that when a when there's what's called a chupas nida, so a chassan and kala are getting married and the kala is a nida, so obviously they're unable to have relations because she's a nida. But not only that, act, there's actually an iser yichud. They're not allowed to be alone with each other. Incredible halacha. They're married. They're husband and wife. They're not allowed to be alone with each other. What are we concerned about? We're concerned that in the excitement of being married, they're going to end up having relations. Right? And of course, having relations with a woman who is a nida is an iser karis, a very serious transgression. So therefore, Chazal said if it's a chupas nida, she's a nida at the time of the chupas. So they get married. Again, they're married, they get, right? But husband and wife, but they can't be miyachi. They can't be alone with each other. Incredible. And ultimately, again, and Abbas said this seems to go back on Avelos. Even during Avelos, we allow a kala all of the jewelry and all of the cosmetics she needs in order to look and to feel beautiful. Bryce adds in one more piece. And we're going to see the first act of relations should not occur on an Erev Shabbos, a Friday, or for that matter, again, on a Matzah Shabbos. The reason for that, we'll see in in Monday's daf. We said before that Allah so what? The husband sleeps with the men, she sleeps with the women, i.e. they can't have yichud, they can't be alone with each other. I will say this supports the position of Rabbi Yochanan. What does Rabbi Yochanan say? Then Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said like this, even though there is no concept of Avelos on a yamtiv. On a yamtiv. Right, Rabbi says, so again, this goes back to what we were saying before. Remember, our application of this is as follows, which is that halacha in once a chassan and kala get married, their sheva brachas have the status of a yamtiv, of a regel. Now, we don't know where that's from or why that is. We're just taking that as fact right now. So Rabbi says, because it's a yamtiv, therefore what? Avelos, the laws of mourning, can't devolve upon that seven-day period, right? It's actually very much the same if a person encounters a loss over yamtiv, right? There's no avelos over yamtiv. But yet, Rabbi Yochanan points out something very interesting. When we say there's no avelos during sheva brachas, because sheva brachas ultimately, again, is a yamtiv, is a regal for the chasen and kala, that only applies to external displays of mourning. But private displays of mourning are absolutely in effect. The Gimar Saval Darsh, Dvarim Shaltsina, Noheg. Private displays, they both say, what are the private displays of mourning? Well, most notably over here is marital relations. Over the course of Shiva, one is not permitted to have marital relations. So what do you see from here? That even though Halach Lamais are going to allow the Chassan and Kala to get married, and we're going to allow Birishona, going to allow Birishona, ultimately, again, they then have to separate. He sleeps with the men, she sleeps with the women. Women, women why? Women, why? Because halacha lamaisa, the private displays of mourning still apply during this time. Now, we'll dis- now, again, right now what we're assuming is this time refers to the 14 days, refers to seven days of Sheva Brachas and seven days of Avelos. And it sounds like they have to be apart all 14 days. We're assuming now that's because Dvarm Shebet Private displays of mourning. So says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Darash Rav Yosef. Darash Rav Yosef. Rav Mishmei. Darava. So Rav Yosef, the son of Rava, Darshan in the name of his father. Lo shanu ela shalom baal. 
And we'll say, when is this so? In other words, Lo Shanu, Rashi says that they're not allowed to be alone. When do we say that there's an Isra Yichud? Chassan and Kala can't be alone with each other. When there wasn't an initial act of relations. Aval Baal, Ishta Yishena Imo. So I will say, when do we say ultimately again that Halacha Lamaisa, there's an Isra Yichud upon a Chassan and Kala? That's only if they never consummated their relationship. But once they consummate their relationship, there is no Isra Yichud. Remember, says, one second. Remember, what's the case? The case is, let's keep it easy. Father of the chasen dies. So day of the wedding, what's the halacha? They get married, right? Put the mace in a room, go to the chuppah, the arishona, and then they separate. So the Gemara says, so Rabbah says over here, that's what? If they had bia, they don't have to separate. But that's our case. Our case is they had bia, arishona, they had bia, and yet we still sing that they're obligated to separate. So what's going on over here? So the Gemara says, No, incredible. The Gemara says, no, no, no. When we said, when the Bryce said before that he sleeps with the men, she sleeps with the women, what is that referring to? That's referring to the case where the woman becomes a nida at the chuppah. When I say at the chuppah, I don't literally mean at the chuppah, going into the chuppah. So she's a nida at the time of the chuppah. Oh, so if she's a nida at the time of the chuppah, then what? Then halacha lemaisa, there's an isra yichud, as we said before. Chasen and kala then can't be secluded with each other, right? That's when we say he sleeps with the men, she sleeps with the women, i.e. an isra yichud. The Gemara says one second, but that's not what the Braisa says. The Braisa says, Vechein katani. See, Rabbi said, what's interesting about this is the case of Nida is mentioned as an add on. In other words, the Braisa makes the statement, he sleeps with the men, she sleeps with the women, and that statement is made in conjunction with the case of Avelos. Then the case of Nida is added on afterwards. So, what's going on? Vechein katani. Rabbi said, Dalit Amud Beis, 4b. What incredible, incredible Gemara. So, Haki Karmans, what it means to say? If a man's wife becomes a nida, so here's the case. If you have what we call in halacha a chupas nida, the woman is a nida at the time of the chupa. So remember again, they get married, they get married, but they're unable to consummate their relationship. Because you're unable to consummate their relationship, we don't allow them to be alone with each other out of concern that they will be intimate with each other, which is Asr Midda Therefore, the Gemara says, Good, Shabbos so says, that's Talacha, that's Talacha. Shabbos so say, now the Gemara is kind of reinventing the Brais a little bit. And here's what we're saying. The, the way we're reading it right now is like this. Two cases. Case number one is a case of Avelos. Father of the Chassan dies on the day of the wedding. Let's go through the steps. Step one, put the mace in a room. Step two, Chupa. Right? Step three, step three, bury the dead, or whatever, step three. Step four, Biarishona. Now what we're saying, I will say, is like this. Once there's Biarishona, so Chassan and Kala, then they have seven days of Shavabrachas, seven days of Avelos. But they're allowed to be with each other. When I say be with each other, in other words, there's no Isri Yichud. There's no Isri Yichud. There's no problem for them to be alone with each other. Right? I will say, then the Bryce introduces another case. The other case is Reuven is marrying Rachel, and the day of the wedding, Rachel becomes a Nida. And therefore, they go to the Chuppah, they get married, but there's an Isra Yichud. A man is not allowed, if, right? Because they've never had relations. Because they've never had, and this is very important, remember, because they've never yet had relations, they've never consummated their relationship, Chazal said they can't be alone with each other out of concern that they will consummate that relationship, the Isra in a prohibited fashion. So therefore, what's Talacha by Nida? 
he sleeps with the, with the men, she sleeps with the women, and that's it. Ultimately, again, until she's able to go to the mikvah, become tahor, and go on. But obviously, it goes without saying, this doesn't apply, of course, to a regular situation where every month a woman becomes a nida. And again, we'll talk about this. The logic is because the husband and I have already been together, and he knows that she is going to become permitted to him in just a few days' time from now. This is a very specific case where they're getting married, she's a nida, they have never been able to consummate their relationship with each other. Therefore, Chazal said in that case, Isr Yichu, they can't be alone until she's able to go to the mikvah. So the Gemara says something very interesting, Lememra, Da'avelos Kila Lemenida. And I will say, what do you see from here? You see from here that halacha lemaisa, that that I'm sorry. We'll say. Let me go back. Let me go back. Excuse me. I, I said that I said that incorrectly. So I will say the, the gemara is saying like this. The gemara is saying that by avelos, by by both avelos and nida, there is an iser yichud. This is the conclusion the gemara is coming. Not conclusion, but this is the stage. At this point, the way the gemara is understanding is like this. Both by avelos as well as by chupas nida. There is an Isr Yichud. There's an Isr Yichud, right? So again, Ruvain's father dies the day of the wedding, put the mace in a room, Chasen and Kala go to the Chuppah, Biarishona. After Biarishona, they separate. They separate. 14 days, he's with men, she's with the women, fine. So too, if there's a Chuppah's Nida, ultimately again, they get married. Obviously, they can't consummate their relationship. From after the marriage until she's able to go to the mikvah, he's with the men, she's with the women. Good. Now, what's interesting about this is as follows. It sounds like from here that Avelos, the laws of Avelos, are treated more lightly than the halachos of Nida. Now, I will say, where does the Gemara get this from? Because listen to this. By Hilchos Nida, as we just said, if a couple had relations, right? So let's just play this out. Ruvay marries Rachel. Ruvay marries Rachel. They have Biarishona. They have the first act of relations. Two days later, she becomes a Nida. Is there an Isra Yichud? Are they prohibited from being alone with each other? The answer, of course, is no. No. Yet by Avelos, yet by Avelos, even though they had Biarishona, they still have to separate afterwards. Which sounds like the Gemara is saying, which sounds like the Gemara is saying, is that people treat the Halachos of Avelos with a lesser degree of stringency. There would be more lax with the Halachos of Avelos then they would be with the halachos of Nida. So therefore, even in Avelos, even though husband and wife have already been intimate with each other, they still have to separate afterwards. Whereas by Nida, by Nida, after the couple's been with each other, there's no Isri Yichud during Nida anymore. To which the Gemara said, but is that true? Vaha Amar Rabbi Yitzchak Parachanina Amar Avuna Sheisha Osa Nida Osa So also listen to this. In general, and we're going to get into this sugya actually later on in Samech Aleph, about the responsibilities that a wife has towards her husband. It's going to be an interesting sugya, obviously, because a lot of these response, quote unquote, responsibilities are also reflective of certain societal norms, which, as we, when we see the Gemara, have clearly changed. Right? So, but let's just read it for now. Any, any malachas, any work that a wife normally does for her husband, or even a woman who's a nida, is able to do for her husband. Right? We'll see what that entails with certain exceptions. What are the exceptions? She cannot pour him his cup of wine. When, she, when, a, when a woman is in Ida, she can't make his bed. Nor can she go ahead and wash his, feet, his, his face, his hands, and his feet. I guess normally that does occur. So she can't do that when she's a nida. And I will say, what's the logic of these things? Because these are things that can lead to intimacy. Pouring a cup of wine, 
making a bed, of course, washing her husband. These are all things that can lead to intimacy. And therefore, Allah so when a woman is in need, she can't do these things. Ve'ilu, listen to this. Yet, ve'ilu gabi ha'velos tanya, ve'ilos, what did we see? Afapisha amru ein adam rashay lakafes ishtolios kochalsios pokyasas. Even though during ha'velos, a man cannot force his wife to go ahead and apply makeup. Kochalas and pokyasas are different forms of, of cosmetics. Rashi says, Pokeses is ma'averes straka apana, like putting blush, putting blush, that's pokeses. And ultimately, again, kocheles is, is eye, like eye makeup. So a hus- during Avelos, a husband can't compel his wife to go ahead and do these things. Be'emesamru, however, during Avelos, what can happen? Be'emesamru, mozeges lohakos, she can pour him a cup of wine. Umatsas lohamita, she can make his bed. Umarchatses lo panov yadav veraglov. And she could wash his hands, his face, and his feet. During a So what do you see from here? So when she's a nida, when she's a nida, she can't pour his cup of wine, she can't go ahead and make his bed, and she can't wash him, she can't wash him. But, when he, but in Avelos, she could do all of those things. So I will say, what does that seem to tell you? That seems to tell you that people treat Avelos with greater stringency. Because the fact that she could do those things, I will say, is we're not concerned it's going to lead to intimacy. Why? Because people treat the halachos of Avelos with a certain sense of stringency and urgency. And therefore, even if a wife does these things for her husband, they're not going to come to be intimate. Yet, by Hilchos Nida, if we allow her to do these things for her husband, th- th- there's the possibility of intimacy. So you see from here that the halachos of Avelos are actually treated with greater stringency and urgency than the halachos of Nida. So let's go over to Lokashia. No, no, no. Apples and oranges. Lokashia. Kan ba'avelos didei, kan ba'avelos dida. Remember again, we're talking about two different types of avelos. One is talking about a situation of where the man is the avel, and one is talking about the situation of where the woman is the avel. Why is there a distinction? Look at Rashi. Kan ba'avelos didei, la'olam avelos kila laminida. In reality, avelos, people treat avelos, the laws of mourning, with, with a, a certain level of leniency, much more lenient than they treat the laws of Nidah. This is fascinating. So beforehand, right, in the earlier Braissa, where it talks about during Avelos, that he has to sleep with the men, she has to sleep with the women, I will say, who is that talking about? That's where the man is in Avel. If he, this is fascinating, if he's the one in Avelos, that's, we're concerned that if they sleep in the same, if they're sleeping in the same room together, he's going to be intimate with her. Because a man will generally take certain shortcuts, right? We're nervous. If he's the Avel, we're nervous that he may be lenient in his Avelos. Conversely, conversely, halacha lemaisa, when we allow, right, the woman to go ahead and pour the cup, make the bed, make the bed and wash his hands and feet, right, during Avelos, that's ultimately when she's in Avelos. Because if the wife is in Avelos, we know that a wife is going to be very middaktekes, very careful with the halachos of her Avelos. And even if the husband wants to be intimate, she's going to say no. So I must say, this is like pretty mind-blowing. Because now what it's saying is, we're trying to look at this as like a comparison between Nida and, and Avelos. Like which one do people treat more stringently, more leniently? The truth is, obviously the halachos of Nida, people treat more stringently. That's for sure. That's for sure. First of all, because Nida's Doraisa, Avelos, we're going to see, is mostly Dirabanan. And again, Nida's Kares, Avelos is not. 
But here the interesting distinction is going to be who is the Avel? Who is the Avel? If the man is an Avel, that's ultimately, again, we're going to tell husband and wife to sleep separately. Because we're concerned that maybe he's still going to want to be intimate. And again, she's not in Avelos, so maybe she'll acquiesce to his wishes. But Lamaisa, when she's in Avelos, there's no concern that something's going to happen since a woman is careful and meticulous with halacha. Pretty incredible. I says the Gemara, one second, but one second. But the Bryce has said before when it spoke about, again, husband and wife not sleeping with each other after, right, during Avelos, ultimately, again, it said whether it's the father of the chasen or the mother of the kala. So it didn't seem to make a distinction between who is in mourning. No, no, no. That was stated with the rest of the halachas. But I will say, apparently what the Gemara seems to be saying over here is that halacha lamaisa, when it comes to sleeping separately, that's only if the husband is in avelos. If he's the one who's the avel. But if it's the wife who's in avelos, ultimately, again, halacha lamaisa, they would not be obligated to sleep separately. Pretty incredible. To which the Gemara says, one second. Umi shayni ben avelos didi la avelos Do we do that? Do we actually make a distinction halacha between his avelos and her avelos? Is there really such a thing like that? Vatanya, we learned. Mishemes cham of ochamoso. Rebbe say if someone's father, say Ruvain's married to Rachel, and Ruvain's father-in-law or mother-in-law passed away, so Rachel, Rachel's parent passed away. Eno yachal lakofes ishto lios kochalos yos pokeses. The halacha is Ruvain can't compel his wife to go ahead and put on cosmetics or to go ahead and put, right, to, put, yeah, to, to color her eyes or to put on blush. He can't do that. He can't compel her. I, he can say to her, but you're my wife. I want you to look beautiful for me. No, she's an Avelos. She's an Avelos. See, he can't compel her to go ahead and put on something to make herself look beautiful for him. Ella, not only that, rather, what does he do? Ella, he observes, observes Avelos along with her. He overturns her, his bed. Remember again, we saw this in Moed Cotton. Kfiya Samita, overturning the bed, was one of the morning practices. We don't do this anymore today for a variety of reasons. But Allah Chalamaisa, with the Gemara saying over here, not only can he not compel her to go out and put on makeup, but he has to observe Avelos alongside of her. Similarly, again, Rachel, let's say Ruvain's father or mother passed away. What's the halacha? She should not put on her makeup. Rather, what does she do? She overturns her bed and she observes Avelos along with her husband. So, what do you see from here? You see, when it comes to Allah of Avelos, we don't really distinguish between who's the Avel. He's the Avel, she's the Avel. Lemaisa again, when it almost sounds like from here that when one of them is in Avelos, then what? Both of them are in Avelos. To which the Gemara says, Tani ba'avelos didei hu yashen ben ha'anoshim ve'ishto yashena ben ha'anoshim. Shabbos said, the Gemara says, you have to rewrite the b'raisa. And what the b'raisa really means to say is ba'avelos didei. When do we say that there's an obligation for the husband and wife to sleep separately? That's when the husband is in avelos. Because we're concerned that even though he's in Avelos, he may still want to be intimate with his wife. See, he sleeps with the men, she sleeps with the women. The, the Gemara says, I baha v'chin katani. But it says, and so, right? So, sounds like it's including both cases. Ki katani That's referring to putting on makeup. I baha imo katani. So I will say, it says that she is with him. My love imo bamita. Does it not mean that they can sleep together? To which the Gemara says, lo imo babayis. 
The Rebbe said, what it means is like this. When she is with him in the home, what does this mean? Rebbe as Rav said to Chia, his son, listen to this. I'm sorry. So Rebbe said, it's actually very interesting. There is a halacha, so again, going, there's a lot of stuff going on over here. So going back just a moment. So this concept that when one spouse is in Avelos, the other spouse is in Avelos as well, when does that apply? That only applies in the presence of the spouse. So we'll say, Reuven's married to Rachel, Rachel's mother dies. So now there's a halacha that says that when Reuven is in the presence of Rachel, he has to observe mourning practices to mirror his wife's, to mirror his wife's. But when he's not in her presence, there is no such obligation. The truth is, I will say, we don't do this contemporarily because contemporarily we assume that there's a, there's a presumed mechila, that ultimately the avel is mochel, the mourner is okay. So Rachel, 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 Rachel is mocheles. She says, Ruben, I, I don't need you to observe this avelos. And I thank you, thank you, but I don't need you to do it. So that's why if you've never heard of this, it's because it's not done today. But in any event, the point is, halacha even the concept of observing avelos in the presence of one's spouse is literally only in the presence of one's spouse. But outside of the presence of one's spouse, one is not obligated to do so. To which the Gemara says, Rav Ashi Amar, Mi kamedamis avelusa dehacha la avelusa dealma. So now we'll say, now the Gemara says, one second, one second. Comes along Rav Ashi, and Rav Ashi says, what are you doing? We have a very specific case we're dealing with, right? So we'll say, how did this whole thing begin? This whole thing began, Reuven's going to marry Rachel. On the day of the wedding, Reuven's father or Rachel's mother dies, right? That's the case we're dealing with. And now you're taking that case and you're lumping it together with all of Hilchos Avelos, to which comes along Rav Ashi and says, how can you compare it? Listen to this. In general, in general, people are careful with Avelos and they're not going to take liberties with the halacha. And therefore, again, we allow a husband and wife to sleep together in the same room, to have yichud. Again, they're not allowed to be intimate, because intimacy is prohibited during Avelos. But we allow them to be alone with each other. We're not concerned they're going to be intimate, because people are vigilant about the halachas of Avelos. There's something different happening in our case. Avelos tahacha, so I'll say, in our case, what's our case? Reuven and Rachel are about to get married. Reuven's father dies. So what? So what's this? What do we do? So what do we do? Remember, let's go through the case. Let's go through the process. Take the father. Take the right. Take Reuven's father. Take the body. Put it in a room. Take Reuven and Rachel to the to the chuppah. Be a rishona. Bury the dead or bury the dead. Be a rishona. Right. Sheva brachas and then seven days of avelos. This is where we're concerned. Watch this. Avelo dahacha kevan daakilu rabbanon asil zalzulebe. I will say, since we are already being lenient with the laws of Avelos in this case, the concern is once the halacha has been lenient, Ruven and Rachel may take certain liberties as well and may be intimate with each other over the care over the course of the Avelos. So, my kula, what's the kula over here? If you see, what's the kula? The kula maybe is that even though Ruven lost his father, we let them go to the chuppah and they have Biyarishona, right? They have Biyarishona. So maybe is that, is that the Kula, that we allow them to have that first act of relations? That's not a Kula, I'll tell you why. You know why we allow them to say that's a technical issue. Mishum Delochal Alav Avelusa. say, remember again, and this is fascinating. Why are Reuven and Rachel allowed to get married? Let's play this out, right? 
go with the case of the Mishnah. It's a Wednesday. Ruvain and Rachel are about to get married. Ruvain's father dies. So now what's the halacha? We put the mace in a room, take Ruvain and Rachel to the chuppah. How can you do that? Just, just, just technically, how can I do that? Isn't Ruvain an avel? So we'll say, here's something amazing. Ruvain is not an avel. Watch this. Mishum hasam mishum delochal alav avelusa. Rebbe will say, Ruvain is not an avel. Because Avelos actually only devolves upon a person at one of two stages. Listen to this. According to Rabbi Eliezer, the stage of Avelos only begins when the mace, the corpse, is removed from the home. Or either Rabbi Yoshua, until the grave is filled in. So I say, this is actually quite interesting. That's why, now you understand, this is why we, we delay burial. So what we do is we put the mace, now, now, now the, even the terminology makes sense. We put the mace in a room. Putting the mace in a room means what? You don't take the mace out of the house. Let put the mace in a room, leave the mace there. We're obviously we're not taking the mace out of the house, we're not burying. Therefore, what? The status of Avel, right? The state of Avelos does not devolve upon Ruvain. So Ruvain is technically allowed to get married, allowed to have the Birishona. Aye, then we bury. Now remember again, once there's Chopa, once there's Birishona, he's in Sherebrachas. Once he's Sherebrachas, now, now we bury, but because he's in his own yomtiv, right? Because Sherebrachas is like a regal, Avelos cannot devolve upon him now. It has to wait until Sherebrachas is over. So what's the kula? Elo diktani noeg shivas yemeha mishta, vi achrakach noeg shivas yemeha Avelos. Rather, I will say, what's the kula? So the kula seems to be the fact that Allah Maisa, we don't just let them get married. And we don't just let them go ahead and have Sheva Brachas, but rather, what do we allow? We allow, I'm sorry, we don't just let them have Chopah, and we don't just let them have the Biarishona, we give them Sheva Brachas. Shabbos say, this is where we're concerned, that Halacha Lamais, in a case like this, if Ruben and Rachel are alone with each other, they may come to have relations even over the course of the Bia. So Shabbos say, if we pull this together now, we'll see the Halacha Lamais, Amir Hashem, in Monday's daf. But if we kind of pull this together now, here, here's what we have on a basic level. Let's first, let's first take Nida out of the question over here. If there's a Chupas Nida, Rachel becomes a Nida on the day of her wedding. So you can still get married, the Chupa is effective, Halacha, right? Chupa, fine. What can't they have? Obviously no Bia because she's a Nida. And because they can't have Bia, there's also an Iser Yichud. Chasen and Kala are not permitted to be with each other. They're not permitted to be with each other, right? Because halacha lamais, again, we're concerned that they may come to be intimate with each other. When could they be alone? When she goes to the mikvah, then they're able to have bia, then there's no isra yichud. And I will say, obviously, again, that isra yichud is only in a case where they're married, but they've never had bia. Once a couple has bia, there's no isra yichud every single time the woman becomes anida. Good. We'll see, what about hilchos avelos? Normally during Hilchas Avelos, when a man or a woman becomes an Avel, what's the halacha? So again, there's no Isra Yichud. We allow a couple to be alone with each other, and we know that they're going to honor the halacha, and they're not going to be intimate with each other over the case of Avelos. So what's the outlier case? The outlier case is Ruben and Rachel are supposed to get married. It's a Wednesday. Ruben's father dies. So now, now we have an issue. Put the mace in a room. So right, therefore, no Avelos yet. Go to the chuppah. Biarishona. The concern now is now in this case the Gemara after the Biarishona, they're not allowed to be with each other. There's an Isr Yichod. There's an Isr Yichod. And what's the concern? Because since effectively we've allowed certain leniencies, 
Now, again, we have a lot of leniency. First of all, we're delaying the burial, which by itself is a leniency. But more than that, we're actually giving them Sheva Brachas. Even though Reuven just buried his father, he's still going to get Sheva Brachas. We're concerned that Halacha Lamaisa, since there are leniencies over here, if we allow them to be together, they're going to be intimate with each other as well. Therefore, the halacha is for those days. And I both say what it sounds like now, by the way, kol osan hayamin, kol osan Rashi said on Amud Aleph, is 14 days. The days of Sheva Brachas and the days of Shiva, they are obligated to be separated from one another. Hu yashim bein ha-noshim, hu yashonis bein ha-noshim, he sleeps with the men, he sleeps with them. But again, I both say, that's not a general din in Avelos just a din in this particular, out-of-the-ordinary circumstance. All right, they both say, Shkoyach, we'll stop over here. We're going to continue with this Sugi Amir Hashem on Monday. We'll see some interesting Allah Halamaisa on Monday as well. Again, I'm sorry that I couldn't be there with you in person, but such an incredible source to continue to learn with each of you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and Shkoyach.